Well, good afternoon to everyone. Thanks for joining us uh, for the October edition of the Ag Market Network Monthly Cotton Teleconference. I'm Pat McClatchy. Our program is sponsored by BASF. Uh, BASF, the owners of Fibermax and Stoneville Cottonseed, and we appreciate uh, them making this program possible for you. Uh, today, uh, our cotton panel will be joined by a regular member of our panel who's going to lead us today, Kip Butts. Uh, Kip, thanks for uh, being with us and leading us. Well, thank you, Pat. Um, good afternoon, everyone. USDA released their, their uh, monthly report today that uh, gave us a little bit of news. I don't think people were too surprised about it. There's a little more negative than uh, we would like to have been, uh, I'd like to have seen necessarily. One thing I want to comment before I actually go through the numbers, USDA, I think these numbers reflect the global uncertainty following the lead of the IMF this week. I think it was this week they lowered their global recession um, economic outlook. And the Fed notes today, although I haven't really looked at all of them, the headline indicates that they're still on a very hawkish bent and they're going to be uh, – they say the cost of doing nothing uh, or too little is outweighed by doing too much. So it sounds like they're going to stay on a pretty aggressive um, interest rate policy, which should, in fact, just continue to recess the economy. And then we've got OPEC, who just uh, has announced they're going to reduce their production for the OPEC Plus group, uh, about 2 million barrels a day, which should continue to underpin the inflation uh, and make the Fed's job just a bit more difficult. And so, you know, I think trying USDA making a, a very large reduction in the world uh, mill use down 3%, I think that's the biggest drop in consumption since May of 2020, reflects just that fact that there's a, a lot of uncertainty in the world. And right now, at least it doesn't look like a really, really great picture. In the United States, I mean, we only uh, wound up reducing the crop only about 200,000 bales in total. And interestingly enough, Texas actually went up about that number, about 200,000. So um, kind of interesting to see that in the U.S., almost no change in relative terms uh, to the crop. What we did see a bit of a change uh, is in the exports, uh, down 100,000. And, and all that just went to the bottom line of increasing in stocks. 100,000 bales. So the whole scheme of things, the numbers aren't large, but the direction uh, and, and the thoughts behind that are that the, uh, you know, the mill use looks to be slowing uh, in the world. And as I said, it's reflected with uh, USDA dropping mill use just a shade over 3 million bales. Exports were dropped almost a million. Uh, world trade called it. Imports and exports were dropped right at a million bales, and with ending stocks going up 3.1 million. Much of this was uh, increases in the, I shouldn't say much, part of the increases were um, due to an increase in world beginning stocks. Part of that was a reduction in China mill use over the, a few years previous and uh, uh, historical changes to the consumption level there. Uh, but that did add uh, a bit of the ending stocks. So, on balance, there were not, after that, there were not a, a whole lot of changes out there. China did have a, a million-barrel reduction in their millions, and uh, 
So we have one But uh, on balance, there just were not a lot of, of huge changes in the world. I think the concern is, did USDA make enough of an adjustment from the world mill use in this report, or are we going to see this with more changes later on? The adjustments made to India and China of a million bales each are impressive. Pakistan was dropped a half million, uh, despite lower uh, crop there again. So that, again, shows uh, at least some concerns on the part of USJ with rural mill use. That makes sense given the outlook or the potential outlook for our uh, our economies. Guys, if I missed anything, I mean, on balance, there just were not a whole lot of changes. It's just there weren't uh, any ones that we really liked necessarily. If I've missed something, please let me know, guys. No, I kind of I agree with you. The the size of the world change, you know, a three million bale increase was, is not trivial, and all of it, one way or the other, all of it has to do with uh, consumption, lower consumption, whether it's the historical China stuff or the the trade categories and the domestic use changes. So, I mean, it, I, I don't see how you can't look at that sort of pessimistically. OA just say that, uh, ditto to the, to that. It's uh, the the consumption side is as we have said uh, uh, is is just a killer. Uh, my concern is is it's going to get significantly worse. Well, here's a question uh, for the panel. I've been talking for some time about the recession and about demand dropping, and the market's been reacting to that for quite a while. How much of this has been factored in the market, and how much of it is yet to come? Good question. Great question. Go ahead. Don't know. Go ahead. No, no, no. I I think you should answer it in detail. (laughs) Who? who? I hope you were talking to somebody other than me. (laughs) I think that's Gerald. Gerald, wasn't that you? (laughs) No, I didn't say anything. I think, honestly, I do think it's an excellent question, but I do think it's very difficult to answer. And I think I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. There's so much uncertainty in this market, it's really hard to try to to quantify and say how much of this has already been discounted. If the forecasts and all turn out to be not accurate, then okay, you know, we've discounted too much. At, at this point, I, my concern is that uh, – in the near term, we probably haven't done enough because, you know, it doesn't take much information. If you look the way the stock markets, the equities have been behaving, the way the treasuries have been behaving, the way the currencies have been behaving, it doesn't take a lot of information to move these markets quickly for short periods of time. I believe that's just an indication of uncertainty. People don't know whether to be bullish, bearish, or somewhere in between. So in answer to your question, I think we're just going to have to Take this one day at a time and sort of sort of see because as things change, it's a very fluid situation in my mind right now. Well, I, I, and I didn't know this. I just looked it up. On our last meeting a month ago, the market closed that day of our of, of the meeting at one hundred five sixty four. So we've dropped twenty cents from then. And and again, I, I think it's a relevant question to ask and a hard one to to answer is. How much has already been factored into this? 
And, and well, Pat, I, I think it's the question. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I think it's the question. And you bring up last month. Uh, I, I'm glad you did. I wanted to. All four of us uh, were on the same bandwagon of about roughly a dollar fifteen high to about a, a, a ninety six cent low or something like that. And uh, I commented that it's boy, it's dangerous. We're all thinking the same up here at this at, at this dollar cotton price level. We're throwing some hints out about consumption, and just uh, immediately we all four of us got burned significantly uh so you know how much has been done well as of last month literally just four weeks ago uh we thought a lot of it had been done but yet we've dropped another 20 cents or so and uh usda has come down on consumption only about three million bales uh, certainly there are a lot of numbers out there that suggest consumption is another two to three million bales lower so i, I would not be surprised to see the market go with somewhere between five cents to ten cents lower uh as we begin to to adjust to this 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 the supply crunch that we're seeing. And I know there's a great debate there, and some folks don't want to see the Fed raise rates, but uh, just the, the animal that uh, monetary policy is, that's it's their job, and we know it's going to cause us to recess more. But as we talked before the, the you started recording, uh, the government's been printing money and printing money for anybody and everybody for every single reason. Uh, and did so just a few months ago for whatever that program was. It threw another several hundred billion dollars out there. Uh, all that's got to come home, and we're getting ready to see cost of living increases for federal employees, for military, for Social Security. And given the kind of population that we have now, well, I, I should be able to throw out a number, but I can't. But I suspect we're going to see as much as 30% of the Countries see a ten, nine to ten percent, well, eight and a half to ten percent increase in monthly income. So we've got a lot of uh, income inflation to fight yet. So that's why I'm, I'm not just recently a proponent of the Fed going a full one percent. I've probably been on that hunt for probably four months. Uh, it's just that's how bad inflation is. And, and Kip mentioned the OPEC, and uh, uh, again, we started it all. Congress started it all, uh, and uh, the, somebody has to pay the bills, uh, and we've got to take money out of the market to uh, to get those bills paid. So yes, I, I anticipate to see uh, lower prices. I anticipate certainly to see lower consumption. Will we drop another 20 cents? I would say absolutely drop dead no. Uh, but could we drop 10 cents? I would say we could. I probably would not think in terms of more than probably about 7 to 8 cents maximum. Anybody else? Any other comments? Um, I'll just chime in an obvious comment. Just given the calendar, you know, a month or two months ago, we could have said, you know, we're in a tug of war between uncertain demand and uncertain supply. Well, the supply picture obviously is 
is firmer is going to get clearer going forward. So there's less and less of that side of the tug of war. So we're, we're just left with this this demand. How, how weak will the demand side be? Gerald, I would uh, compliment Gerald. He was the first one that I saw that really gave consumption just a huge hickey. And I forgot the number, but did you did uh, Trucott take it down world consumption four million bales two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, I was down to one sixteen, but I, I really I was I'm carrying a number of like one twelve, one eleven to one twelve. But I just didn't think that they were going to cut it that much. I just figured they'd come down around to 116 uh, this yeah. month, which I, eh, they, you know, because um, yeah. typically USDA does not take a big axe to anything. This is probably the biggest axe they've taken. What did you say, Kip? Probably in quite some time. Um, yeah, I think it was May 2020 was the last time they reduced mill use this much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not long ago, but at the same time, Gerald, you're right. They just don't, uh, you know, they take small hatchets. They don't take axes, typically. <laughs> typically. If that if that is accurate, and I do believe it is, how, how do we interpret three million then? If that's a hatchet cut, maybe they are looking at nine total, more, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just taking what you said more. <laughs> <laughs> scare me to death, Kip. Nine million bales. What did we miss? I know we missed that much. No, I think, I just, you know, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get jerked around like we did at the pandemic. Remember, it, it, it was just a disaster, and then everybody started spending money again, right? And all of a sudden, these mills had to scramble. I almost think that that's going to happen again. I just don't know when. Is it going to happen in January, March? I mean, the. These retailers, once they get their inventories under control and they go out there to order something, and they're going to find out, well, the yarn's all sold, but I guess we've got to get cotton. I mean, it, we could jump back up over a buck after we go down to, you know, 75 to 78 cents just because, you know, they're, they're scrambling to, to fill orders again. Um, the, well, uh, but this time we're going from 87 million bales. Excuse me, I interrupted. Go ahead. Well, I apologize. Um, I interrupted you. Go ahead and finish. That's okay. I just, uh, um, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think the inventory is as much of a problem as we. You look at the inventory to sales ratio, and forever at apparel accessory stores, it, it seemed like it would sit there and bounce around between two point four, two point five. We haven't gone back over two yet, so I'm not. Sh- and and you. You know, you go into a TJ Maxx or, or any of those discounted places, it's not like they're slamming jamma full of, of, of inventories. So I, I, I just – but it's got to be somewhat real, I mean, because you hear of all these mills, you know, cutting back on consumption. Um, you know, uh, the, the mills in India are complaining. Uh, they're complaining here in the United States, so – I mean, something's going on out there that that's not real that's not real positive. But uh, you know, it'll it'll probably turn around at at some point in the future. I mean, we stretch the rubber band out, the rubber band's coming back in, and now we're pulling the rubber band, you know, stretching it out again. I I just think that uh, um, 
when we get into the first half of this next year, unless the you know unless the Fed just really knocks knocks the teeth out of this market, I, I think you know consumption's going to bounce right back again. But may not happen for six months or so. Well, I just I I, I hear what you're saying, and it, it, there's a lot of logic to it. And I think you're right with one exception. While you're looking at six months, I'm looking at 18 months. But, again, okay. I'm much more hawkish to Fed than I think you are. That's just my opinion. Uh, but I think this recovery is uh, into 24, even as, even as early as late 24. So, Well, and, and, uh, and, I'm and to, your the point, bull, to your point, Oway, I was going to say, to your point, people don't have – they're not going to be hitting all kinds of checks this time around. They can stick in a bank and wait for the stores to open back up. So, yeah. you know, definitely uh, definitely won't be as much money floating around in the system. Well, Kip will get his Social Security, and that's going to be up 8 or 9%. Pat will get his. 8.7%. Yeah, I'm not eligible yet, so. Uh, y'all will be getting the big checks. Well, I'm not drawing any Social Security yet either, old way, but I appreciate you pointing me out on that. I, maybe I ought to. Well, here's a, here's a question before we get into uh, the forecast on what prices are going to do. December 2023 cotton closed today at $75.99. Uh, that seems like a pretty cheap price to get a lot of cotton planted this next year. Do we are we going to stay this cheap in that? Well, if we stay this cheap, Pat, I think you're looking at probably no no better no better than nine to maybe nine and a half million acres next year. Well, I, yeah, um, I agree with that. I guess a, a lot will also have to do with what corn's doing for next year and beans too, but. Uh, they're they're not doing too bad compared to that to new crop cotton. That's that's pretty cheap. Uh, well, let's go ahead. Who wants to go first in giving their forecast for prices? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, hey, what do you think? Well, uh, I, I I would look at at uh, December falling as low as seventy eight cents. Uh, I think uh, uncertainty can take us back up to the the 90 cent level. Uh, maybe if you can do 90, you can do 92. We almost did that uh, earlier. Maybe maybe 92 cents, but I'm not comfortable with that at all. Simply because of demand, the 78 cents is terribly low. But world carryover is uh, 87 million bales. Uh, uh, would Crucot be correct, or would our discussion today that USDA takes consumption down lower be correct? Then all of a sudden we can see world carryover just a smidgen away from 90 million bales. So if we see that, uh, recovery will be terribly slow. We won't need this acreage that, that, that we're worried about not planting next year. So I, I would tend to think we fall down in that 78-cent uh, area, and I'm very concerned about that. New crop December, I'm, I, I'm still 75, 78 cents on that. 
Uh, and I have to throw out a name. My friend Bill Crowder maybe comment at these prices. There's not going to be enough cotton planted to make a good wad for a shotgun sale next year. And that's uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately a lot of truth to that if you, if you want many shells anyway. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm again, I, I'm usually a bull, but uh, I'm, I'm a big bear right now, unfortunately. Okay, Kip, what do you think? Well, I think uh, I, I tend to agree with just about everything I always said. I, you know, I could probably just reiterate it a little bit, but I, I think that 90 cents market's been so volatile, it's easy to move it on information. So I think 90, 92 cents on the upside. My, my bias right now is to the lower side of this because I'm a little more pessimistic. The global economy, I think we're going to get in a spot where the consumer is going to get really stretched, and I'm, I'm afraid he's just not going to be uh, probably good a spender. So I'm looking at about 70, low 70, 75 cents for uh, for lows, uh, maybe not next month, but, you know, next month or two. And for new crop, um, you know, four or five cents either side of, of 76 cents at this point, we just don't have enough information to deal with except that competing crops – appear to be better, which means that acreage, as we've already pointed out, is going to be quite a bit lower. So let's say mid-70s to 90. Okay. Uh, John? Uh, I just picked a 12-cent range and applied it to 77 up to 89, which is right in where everybody else is, uh, is saying. And for next year, you know, from... From 70 to 75 cents, I can't help but think that planting 9 million acres, which seems likely right now, plus the fact we'll still be in, we'll be coming out of a La Nina condition. It could still be a, you know, it is probably going to be a dry winter. It's a dry fall. Um, there's a setup for, for upward volatility and, you know, people jumping on a bandwagon on the new crop market. Um, but that may not happen till you know, February or March. All right. That might take uh, us up to back towards 90. Okay. Gerald? Uh, 81 to 95. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting my head around sub-80 cents. Uh, I can, you know, everybody makes a good argument. I'm just having a hard time getting that bared up on, on the market right now. Um, but uh, definitely... You know, we 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 could skid along. I mean, if you don't if you don't hold support at, at eighty one cents, you know, you're going to go back down. You're going to go down to seventy seven. So um, so I kind of think we're going to hold support in here. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the the numbers that came out today that doesn't get, you know that doesn't give anybody a lot of a lot of comfort going out and buying the market right now. That's for darn sure. Not with uh, not with the uh, consumption numbers so but uh, I, I think that 81 will hold how you know getting back up to 90 cent is, is going to require a, a gargantuan effort <laughs> but uh, I, I think we you know I think I think we'll be surprised a little bit anyway so um, we'll we'll see what about new crop so new crop uh, 
I don't know when it's going to happen, but I, I, you would think that new crops going to have to get up into the mid 80s at some point. Um, the uh, maybe after the you know the March forecast, the, the March planning intention survey. You know, if it comes in even if it comes in lower than the nine million acres, I think that'll that'll get uh, some attention out there. So. Um, I do think we'll see. I think we'll see mid 80s, but it probably won't happen until we get into the springtime. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts? Okay. Well, I would just hope Gerald is correct. I, I wish I could get on that bandwagon. Uh, I, usually, I'm I'm having to defend bullish positions, and uh, I, I'd, I'd love to this time, but. Uh, I, I can't get there. It's hard, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's wrap it up then. Uh we uh want to say a thanks to BASF for sponsoring our program. We thank them. We thank our cotton panel for being with us today and a special thanks to Kip Butts for leading us. Uh and that concludes uh this meeting of the Ag Market